1: wanted i've been waiting 23
0: years to say that i wonder what's inside a bottle i wonder what's inside <laughs> you know um uh i follow
1: that lady on uh twitter and she's actually pretty funny so we should uh, get her the on the that, show yeah Cause... the one that that was her daughter that came up with that song and she herself is actually pretty funny so i'm like huh I must run in the family then hell yeah <laughs> yeah Anyway, we're here to uh, talk about X-Files, because this is the FBI's Most
0: Unwanted, and I'm Matt. I'm Justin.
1: Yeah, and today uh, we're going to talk about, uh, if I can actually get my information brought back up here. There we go. We're going to talk about Season 3, Episode 23, titled Wet Wired. Uh, Actually, one word. I pronounced that as two words. It's actually Wet Wired. Uh, This episode was directed by Rob Bowman and written by Matt Beck, who actually wasn't a writer. He was the show's visual effects supervisor, uh, which I think is interesting.
0: Oh, cool.
1: Yeah, and this originally aired May 10th, 1996, and there's not a lot of background. There's not, like, a lot of interesting background on this one. This one, uh, like I said, was written by this guy, Matt Beck. Uh, he was the visual effects supervisor, and he was inspired to write the episode after hearing the debates concerning violence on television and its effects on viewers, which, of course, uh, plays into an argument that Mulder and Scully have in the episode. Um, obviously, and this isn't stated anywhere, but I think it also plays on uh, the the series concept that... Um, um, the, the government is experimenting on citizens without their knowledge, and especially this this idea of of mind control, which uh, the government has tried to do before. Uh, anybody super interested can learn about MK Ultra and how the CIA tried to uh, convince uh, the the rest of the United States government that they could create like special operatives that like they could be mind controlled and stuff like that. Didn't work,
0: but <laughs> see, the what what this episode reminded me of was because of the whole like power suggestion and like mm-hmm. like in between. It's just made me think of that family guy bit where they're like watching TV <laughs> smoke smoke. <laughs> smoke. You smoking yet? <laughs> you smoking yet. <laughs> You're right,
1: that's true (laughs) Because they also Also was never actually a thing They say like it's a thing in this one With the idea of subliminal messaging And like advertising Also was never a thing But you're (laughs) right That is one of the best Family Guy bits it's like a what was it like a like it's a like, Lassie a episode? Show. Yeah, yeah. It's
0: Lassie. He's like, what is this Lassie smoke? Did like, little Timmy fall down the well? Smoke. smoke. Well, oh, we, we better have to go, go get, get him. Uncle Jim. Uh, Are you smoking, smoking yet? yet?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even
1: think of that, but you're right. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, so. Uh, let's see, this episode... <coughs> oh my god, I can't get rid of this stupid cough. Is um, the episode
0: where Matt apparently dies.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, this takes place in Braddock Heights, Maryland, which is a real place, interestingly enough. I didn't know that till I started researching this episode. It's an unincorporated community in Frederick County, Maryland, and the population in the 2010 census was only 2608 people really wow yeah pretty small place um and i just found it interesting that it was a real place because most of the time when you see a place on tv if it's not taking place in like a big city like new york or something like that it's taking place in like a fictional town so and always in vancouver (laughs) And everything is indeed filmed in Vancouver. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, uh, this dude, it opens up. He's burying a guy in a hole in the woods. And he says some, like, stuff about, you know, your your days of being a murderer are over and stuff like that. And he goes home, and he's, like, cleaning the blood off his hands, and he turns around. uh, Wait... Oh, yeah, we don't... I was going to say... Uh, yeah, uh, I was thinking of of what comes in a few minutes. Never mind. Um, he you know, he turns around, and the man is in his house, the dude he just buried in the woods. So he clocks this guy with, like... Uh, what does he clock him with? A shovel or something like that? I think it was a shovel. Yeah, and kills him, and is going to stuff him in the back of his car, and a police car arrives, and... They get out of their car, and at first you don't see their faces or anything, and they're just like, hey, we got this report, like, something's going on here. And they come out of the shadows because it's, like, raining and everything, and they're both this dude that he supposedly killed. And he's like, no, 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 and he, like, freaks out, and he tries to get away, and they tackle him. And that's when – this is what I was thinking of earlier. When you see the old, like, the – like, there's – and like the this the some static
0: of television sets.
1: Yeah, like it, the old tube TVs. Like the... And, it, like, it's happening in his vision. And suddenly these two police officers are just, you know, regular police officers. And we find out that the person he killed in his house was his wife. <clears throat> so... Then, uh... Mulder... He gets tipped off to the case by the mysterious plainclothes man in the car who's just dressed in his, you know, and he's like, hey, um, you're going to want to have a look at this. And Mulder's like, why? Who the heck even are you? And he's like, just just Mr. Mulder, if you you just just go do this or, you know, this guy like is not going to be the end of it. And so they, they go, Mulder and Scully, they go, they visit the man in the uh, mental hospital, and they meet his doctor, Dr. Stroman. And they find out that, you know, this dude, he killed five people, he thought they were all the same man, and Dr. Stroman is like, you know, uh, like, he was diagnosed... Like, we think he may have, like, had an amphetamine overdose. Important. Everybody just remember that for later. They, you know... um, And, you know, the the guy, he's watching TV, and he flips out and has, like, an episode, and when they go in, it's this, like, Russian serial killer on the, the TV. And that's that's upset him and so
0: they go to the house and um this was just we this there's when they first get to the house and they think it's screaming but it's just two kids yeah just watching tv eating ice cream i'm like um what (laughs) it was i thought the kids were gonna play in later
1: yeah, it was manufactured tension followed by a pointless gag. Like it was weird. <laughs> yeah, because normally
0: with shows like this, like when you introduce <laughs> characters, they will usually involve be involved in some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. But literally, the kids—it's just these were just a- two
1: kids playing hooky that like crawled in through the window to like eat the food and watch the TV. Even though a murder just happened there and there's police tape all around the outside of the house.
0: Yeah, those kids aren't playing hooky. Those kids are future bank robbers. Or something. Yeah.
1: For sure. And so they weirdly, uh, when they go into the house, Mulder sees a cable repairman working on the cable line and the TV goes out to static. And Scully finds a shelf full of hundreds of old VHS tapes. (laughs) Remember those kids? And all they are is tapes of a cable news channel. So this guy is just like round the clock taping the news. Which, I think that alone, never mind the murdering five people all, thinking they were all the same man, I think having hundreds of videotapes of, like, CNN should qualify you to go to the mental hospital.
0: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> today's standards, like, that's, like, the equivalent of, like, you walk into, like, a film a uh, film guy's house and he has just, like, walls... It's going to be my house at some point, just a wall of movies. But in this case, it's just... It's just like, uh, like just news. Just, just that's you,
1: 24 hour cable yeah. news channel. It's
0: just weird. <laughs> it's
1: so weird. So, uh, Scully and Mulder, they, they take these tapes back to their hotel rooms and they're watching them. And they, they have the debate about <clears throat> Scully is basically like, well, he, he, he flipped out, uh, watching that, that Russian serial killer on TV And like, he was watching round the clock news and all the, all the, all the segments with the Russian serial killer, they're here. Like, maybe he just like had a breakdown watching all this violence on TV. And essentially doing, like, the um, argument that... Uh, uh, he what's drove her himself name? insane.
0: Uh, Scully, it, Scully's whole thing is, like, just went insane because... Just went
1: insane and started killing people. It's essentially the argument that they tried to make uh, when they wanted to put the parental content warnings onto music, where there were, yeah. like, all these violent lyrics, like... I mean, granted, this is a really hard argument to make now just because he himself is such a piece of shit, but it's like when they tried to say the Columbine kids shot all those people because they listened to Marilyn Manson.
0: Yeah. It's just... (laughs) Um,
1: But it's essentially the same argument with, like, violence on movies and television and in video games later on down the line, because we also had the video game, the whole basically... That whole bullshit argument that violence on TV and in entertainment leads to real-life violence. And Mulder essentially calls her out. Yeah, he's like, "That's nothing just...
0: makes me want to go destroy them all out Ooh. of been watching John Wick.
1: Yeah. And it's actually funny that in this case, Mulder is the more reasonable one. Where he's like, <laughs> yeah, there were studies. They were not good. They were bad <laughs> studies. Like, they didn't, like... Just no, like, violence on television does not cause real-world violence. <laughs> that is not <laughs> what is going on here, Scully. Um, so it's weird that Mulder had the actual rational approach. <laughs> um, so they're, they're watching, and Scully, uh, she's watching these tapes and everything, and she goes outside to get a soda. And when she goes outside to get a soda, she sees Mulder in the car with it's talking to somebody and what she realizes is the person that Mulder is talking to out there in the car is the smoking man and Mulder gives him some kind of videotape and they drive away together and this freaks Scully out and <laughs> Obviously, at this point, since this was your first time seeing it, you knew something was really up. Now, right? <laughs> you know.
0: Well, Did yeah. You? At this point, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I, I get, I, we'll, we'll get to it when we get later on. Hmm. Uh, but I have a feeling I know what's uh But I was like, yeah, okay. okay, I see what's. I think I got. I figured out what's happening.
1: All right. So in the morning, uh, the next day, we get this um, <clears throat> shot of this woman and she's doing dishes and she looks out her, and, uh, <clears throat> and she's watching TV she's watching a, a, a fake version of The Price is Right they call it uh, The Price is Nice <laughs> um, <laughs> which I thought was pretty funny um, and she gets the t- 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 as she's watching the dishes and she looks out the window and she sees her husband out in the backyard in the hammock with a, with a hot lady on top of him, just a hot smooch- blonde, hot blonde, just smooching him up, and she goes to the closet and she gets the gun and she goes out and she blows this dude away with the gun, and <clears throat> Mulder is like, "Come on, Scully, we gotta go." There was another one of these crazy murders, and Scully gets in the car, and she opens, you know, the ashtray. She's like looking for cigarette ashes, and she's like, "Yeah." Mulder, the, the car is in, is in a different place than wh- where you parked it last night. Did you, did you go somewhere last night? He's like, no, I went and bought a paper this morning. <clears throat> so uh, they go to investigate this murder, and it turns out the person this woman has actually murdered is her neighbor. Like, it wasn't even her own backyard, and it was her neighbor, and the quote-unquote hot blonde was a gold lab. <laughs> And this guy was just asleep in his hammock and got shot to death because this woman, uh, apparently her real husband is a long haul trucker and she is constantly nervous that her husband is going to cheat on her while he's
0: away being a long haul trucker. Yeah. And he like said, no, the blonde's like my neighbor uh, is my other neighbor. And it's like, well, if that's the case, but she's over in the other part of the house, like on the other side. Right. So, obviously,
1: um, <clears throat> something, is Mulder, again, he sees the cable repair. Well, first they go inside and they find more videotapes. This time it's all like daytime TV, like soap operas and stuff. And Mulder sees the cable repairman, and he runs out and chases him, but he goes away. So he climbs the um, climbs the pole, and he goes to the cable box on the pole, and he opens it up. And inside, there's a bunch of things, whatever they are. Um,
0: they're um, they're what's the name? They're like basically they're made, They're like they're made to help conduct like signals for television and they are, they're they're like blockers for specific things. Yeah. They
1: like direct the signal and stuff like that. And one of them in the box is a gold color and the other ones are gray. So Mulder pulls out the weird looking gold one and he's like, I found this. I I've got to have it investigated. And Scully's like, great. This sounds, you know, this agent Pendrel can take a look at that. And Mulder's like, no, no, I'm not going to have Pendrel look at it. And uh, she's like, well, he, just, just go, he's or, no. He doesn't say he's not gonna have Pendrel look at it. She goes, "Oh, great, we can go have Agent Pendrel look at it." He's like, "Yeah, I think it's better if you go do this other thing, and I'll have this investigated," which freaks Scully out even
0: more. And you think you think Mulder would have noticed something out of it because of the long pauses in this particular instance of just like, "Yeah, is are you all you all right there, Scully?" Like. Like you're gonna go interview, do what you usually do, interview the, the, mm-hmm. the, the, She's the like, yeah, woman. Uh, right. okay. <laughs> so like that Muld- should have been a red flag right there. <laughs> yeah. So
1: Mulder he goes to the lone gunman. He brings Hell it to yeah. them. Yeah. And they use a lot of techno babble to say basically, well. <clears throat> This is emitting some sort of unknown signal into the regular TV signal. We we don't really know what it is, but it's there. Like, we can maybe figure it out and uh, we'll work on it. And so Mulder calls... Scully And she's like, Mulder, where are you? I just I I talked to Agent Pendrel and he said you didn't bring him the device. And he's like, no, I didn't go to Pendrel. And then Scully thinks she's hearing the clicks. She hears a mysterious clicking sound, which uh, would generally indicate that someone was bugging the line. And she's like, Mulder, what's that noise? And she, you know, she like freaks out, and Mulder realizes something's real wrong. And so he hangs up, and she hangs up, and then she starts ripping her hotel room apart, looking yeah, for Yeah, trying bugs. to find
0: the quote-unquote bug.
1: Mm-hmm. And uh, while she's ripping her hotel room apart, uh, Mulder shows up, and he gets the, the guy... You know, the guy from the front desk or the the maintenance man to open Scully's door for him. And when he goes to get Scully's door open, she fires her gun and like runs out a back way, which
0: I've never been in a hotel room that has a back door. But okay. (laughs) I mean, I'm sure they exist. I've never had one of those either. No, we're, we're never we're not rich enough to have an, uh, a hotel room with two doors.
1: I know. But that's the thing. They're not either. I mean, yes, they are like there on the FBI's dime. But the FBI isn't buying them like fancy hotel rooms. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh,
1: so that's kind of weird. But Mulder's like, OK, something's not right here. He he calls. uh scully's mom and he's like you know mrs scully uh, has dana been home and she's like no and he's like okay well um she's missing like i i don't know what to tell you like at this moment so, something's happened she's not well she took off and uh i'll let you know as soon as we know what's going on and then skinner pulls up and Mulder's like uh, hey, aren't all these SWAT teams, like, a lot? Like, we're just looking for Agent Scully. Like, we know her. And Skinner's like, yeah, except she, like, <laughs> shot at you in an unarmed civilian yesterday. Like, that's not normal. So, like, yeah, we need all this. And Mulder's like, no, no, I, if I find her, I can I can talk to her. It's not a big deal. And Skinner basically is like, well, then, you Better hurry up and find her first. And so he goes back to the lone gunman and is like, all right, guys, come on. Something is Something's really wrong with Scully. We've got to figure out. Like, she was watching all these videotapes. We've got to figure out <clears throat> what this thing is doing. And they, they come to this conclusion that it's, you know, causing the signal is, like, causing some sort of delusion. And Mulder's like, I, I, I watch these tapes too. How come it didn't happen to me. And they're like, "Uh, we don't. uh." And Mulder's like, could it have anything to do with the color? Because they show him like what the signal looks like. And it's like bursts of like different colored lights.
0: It's like the rainbow spectrum. Yeah. Like like if you put a flashlight through a prism kind of Yeah, And
1: it's like doing like a burst and Mulder's like, "Uh, I'm red green colorblind. And they're like, Oh, yeah, that makes sense. But why? And, you know, they have this whole background conversation, which I actually kind of listened to. I was interested in what they were because also at the same time, Mulder gets a phone call and basically their conversation in the background is like. Yeah, but if they're trying to mind control people, like, why would they base it on color? And Well, because red-green colorblindness only occurs in a very small percentage of males, so technically <laughs> they would still be getting, like, a huge portion <laughs> of the population. <laughs> it's so... Oh, I should have been paying attention to that bad conversation. <laughs> it's so super nerd. And Mulder hangs up. He's like, guys, shut up. I gotta go. Um, like, they think they found Scully, and... They're like, where is she? Is she alright? He's like, I, uh uh I, I have to they want me to identify the body. And, <clears throat> and so You think frohickey would have been a little bit more upset about that. You think Frohickey would have tried to follow him.
0: <laughs> yeah, like what? Like just like get, like forcing himself in the car. <laughs> yeah. Um real
1: good little piece of uh acting when Mulder pulls into the morgue's Um, parking lot and he shuts his car off and he just sits there with his hands on the steering wheel and then just puts his head down on the steering wheel for just a few seconds and like takes a breath before he gets out to go in to possibly identify Scully's body and he gets cut off in the parking lot by the uh, plainclothes man who gave him the thing at the beginning and (laughs) the guy is basically like, you need to keep going. Like the men that are doing this, they're going to get away. And Mueller's like, no, like, I don't know who you are. I don't know who you work for. And my partner might be dead in there. And I have to go identify her body. He's in the man in the car. is just like, no like that's not important like if you go in there and do that you're wasting time and everybody involved is going to get away and you're not going to get this solved and there's not going to be any justice and Mulder's like I don't care and he goes in and it's obviously not Scully because that wouldn't work out at all yeah if it was her
0: but I will say to their credit the the build up for it Mm-hmm. Of just the long pause of mm-hmm. him... Staring wh- in the window. Yeah, of the blinders waiting for it to open. It was actually really well done. Where they mm-hmm. almost could have gotten you be like, Oh no, I think she really is gone.
1: And it's a very deadpan reaction on his part too. He doesn't... There's no relief for anything. He just does a, it's not her. Like, it's a really it's like intense kind of moment. But then... Uh, They realize they can't get a hold of Scully's mom. He's like, I got to call Scully's mom. Let her know that, you know, this body isn't Dana's. Can't get a hold of her. So he goes to visit her and he pounds on the door.
0: And obviously Scully is there. Especially just how her mom is reacting.
1: (laughs) Nope, no, no, she's not here. Please go away, Fox. Please go away. not here and Mulder's like yes she is and he forces his way in and uh Scully's there and she has her gun and she's like see I told you mom I told you he was coming to kill me and Mulder's like Scully I'm 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 not here to kill you and she's like yes yes you are like you're one of them I saw you with them you're one of them I know you are and finally Dana's mom goes Dana you're not well. Like he's not, she like steps right in front of Fox and uh, right in front of Mulder and skull. And Dana's just like, mom, get out of the way. And she's like, no, like, she's like, you can trust him. And I know you don't think you can trust him, but you can still trust me. That's why you came here. Right? Because you think everyone is out to get you. And I'm the only person in the world you can trust right now. And, So they basically, they get Scully to the hospital and while she's in the
0: hospital, she had a really, she had a really good line though about like, I don't know if you've said it. Oh, you're
1: one of them. You abducted me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You're one of my abductors. You're the reason why you, you're one of the ones that killed my sister. Like you're one of the people that put that thing in my neck. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That is a really good moment. Yeah. Um, a lot of really good moments out of Jillian Anders because I also think her performance of being really paranoid alone in her hotel room, ripping the whole place apart, is, like, also really well done. A lot of good, solid performances out of both of them in this episode, actually. Mulder, essentially, uh, like, when he goes to visit her in the hospital, she's like, what happened to me? He's like, I think basically what this thing is doing is turning everybody's worst fears into something they can visualize the guy that was watching all the news about the, the Russian serial killer. Like he was afraid that this guy was out there killing people. The woman that shot her husband, she was like wicked afraid or the, the woman that shot her neighbor and thought it was her husband. She was afraid that her husband was going to cheat on her. And like you, your biggest fear thing (laughs) your your whole thing was just basically like you were afraid that you couldn't trust me anymore that you you're like your deepest fear is that you know we'll lose each other's trust or that you'll lose my trust and uh he finds out from scully's he's like i gotta go figure out how to stop this and he's like hey to the nurse how how is she basically like what's her medical thing and she's like well you know we don't really know but she had these really high levels of serotonin or melatonin serotonin, serotonin. yeah cuz that's the that's the stress yeah uh, melatonin's
0: yeah. what calms you down that's right
1: she's like she she basically just had these like super elevated levels and but they've come back down to normal and Mulder's like huh so here's a, que- here's another question. Um, would you diagnose high serotonin levels in someone that had overdosed on amphetamines and the nurse is like, no, <laughs> oh, God, no, <laughs> nope. That's not something that happens with that at all. And Mulder's like, uh, huh. So he tries to call Dr. Stroman, because obviously this dude, Dr. Stroman, was like, no, no, this dude, like, I I think he just had an amphetamine overdose. So Mulder tries to get a hold of him, and the nurse there is like, no, he left. He went back to Washington. Like, he was just a traveling – he was a visiting doctor, um, and his – he left a a local phone number. Maybe you can get a hold of him there, and it's the hotel that – Mulder and scully were staying at the motel <clears throat> so they go to his room and it's obviously been vacated um but Mulder is like hey did that guy uh basically uh, he oh the phone numbers he goes do you do you charge for phone call or long distance you know do you charge for phone calls he's like yeah. the the front desk guy is like yep uh, gets him the phone log and Mulder finds this phone number that's at like this old house, this vacant house. And while Mulder is there, the cable guy shows up and meets up with Dr. Stroman. Mulder sees them in the house and he goes around the back to try to sneak in. But he hears gunshots and he goes in and X is there and X has shot the cable guy and Dr. Stroman and Mulder's basically like, what, who are you? Cause he still doesn't really know who X is. He's like, you, you sent that other guy, like that other guy clearly worked for you. You had me get involved in this. Why did you
0: end is this?
1: Yeah. Why did you even have me get involved? If all you were going to do was shoot these two guys, like what is the point of any of this? And X essentially blows him off and is like, this is just the way it was always going to be.
0: And you You had your
1: shot and you
0: failed at figuring this out beforehand.
1: You could have figured it out before before I did this and you didn't do it. So too bad. And he goes to leave and Mulder is like, you are not getting out of here this time. And he pulls his gun on him and X is basically like... Yeah, you're not going to shoot me. Like, you still need me. Like, I'm still a source to you. Like, whether you like it or not, I've put these other things in your hands, and you're going to let me walk out of here. And obviously, Mulder does. And the episode winds up where Skinner is, you know,
0: there's Mulder, a lot of holes in Mulder's report that Skinner's trying to get answers for.
1: Yeah, and uh, Mulder lies. He says that he doesn't know who killed the, you know, the, the doctor and the cable repairman. And it ends up, we learned this. Uh, we hadn't learned this before, but uh, X is walking down the street, and he climbs into a car. And behind the wheel of the car is the smoking man. And the smoking man is like, "Did you get it? Do- you know, did you get it done?" Yeah, yada yada. And um, he's like, "Yep, yep." And he's like, "So, who? You know, so have you figured out who leaked the information to Agent Mulder?" And X goes, that is a person unknown. You know, and this is where we learn that, you know, this is pretty significant because this is where we find out that X is actually, he gets all his information because he's on the inside. He's like partners with the smoking man, basically, or at least works for him.
0: (laughs) Yeah. uh, And then, like, that's where I kind of geared back to uh, when Scully is in the, was getting a soda back near the beginning and sees Mulder in the car with the smoking man. Mm-hmm. And that's where I kind of put the two together. I was like, oh, okay. So she saw Ed, probably X with the smoking or man. The doc- or the or doctor. Or the doctor. <clears throat> yeah. yeah.
1: It was either be- X or the doctor, and she thought it was Mulder. Yeah, because
0: yeah. the whole deal with this, it doesn't just manifest random things. It has, it has to be like, like, layered on top of something that's already there
1: right like so yeah that's why the guy thought that you know the the guy that he killed when he killed his wife it was his wife but he saw that serial killer's face yeah and then the the woman that thought it was her husband with the blonde it was her neighbor with the dog on top of
0: it you know that Which, kind of thing. no yeah. <laughs> yeah. dog was not shot nope nope didn't shoot the dog i don't Good know thing. How. yeah I can't deal with two episodes of dogs dying.
1: That would have taken some points away from the episode.
0: Yep. (sighs) Final thoughts. Letter grade. Um, the over, it's a pretty bland episode. I will say with some, Mm. but it has some significant stuff in, in it, especially Mm. involving X and yeah. Great acting, great acting from both Mulder and Scully. Um, I, I, I in my mind like it's kind of a weird like I like it but it also could it could have if they didn't add the importance of like Scully coming to terms about her insecurities and Mm. Mulder with the possibility of losing Scully like that kind of really helped this episode sure um so I kind of put this in like the A A minus category hmm okay uh yeah, it's a little run of the mill. Um, the premise
1: is pretty interesting, of the idea of you know trying to mind control people using cable television, which you know at the time pretty much everybody in America had. Uh, in fact, Mulder even makes a mention of something about you know the majority of American households or something like that. Uh, but other than that, it's a little bit run-of-the-mill, with a few really
0: good performances, Uh B-plus, I think, from me. Yeah. I, I was trying to think of that other, I, I can't remember, it's either South Park or something else, where they do another one where it's like, uh, yeah, it's Butters. Butters, it like, uh, where's where an episode where, like, Butters goes to, like, he watches TV, and then it's like, must kill, uh, like, someone who's already dead. Oh, it's the one... Oh,
1: the episode... <laughs> the episode where they have to read Catcher in the Rye. It's the Scoring yes. at Booger Balls episode because they have has, to read yeah. Catcher in the Rye. And they... Uh, Cartman gets all excited because he's like, oh, isn't this the book that the guy that shot John Lennon had? Yes. It made him kill the King of the Hippies? Uh, and then... All the boys, like, are like, this isn't controversial at all. Like, there's no swearing or sex or anything. Like, he says, hell and and damn. Butters puts it down and says, must kill John John Lennon. Lennon. (laughs) That's what it is. (laughs) Yep, that's exactly it. Also, shades of... uh, also, uh, later on in South Park shades of this episode, uh, when Simpsons did it and Butters starts seeing every, the entire world is the
0: Simpsons. Yeah. It's just freaking out. <laughs> Poor Butters. Poor Butters. <laughs> oh God. Which is great. Cause he seems to be the focus of, I know very off topic, but he seems to be a, a focus for this week's South Park. <laughs> I hope so. Anywho, uh, everybody's
1: uh, homework for next week. The episode is the first part of a two-parter. Talitha Kumi is the name of the next episode. Um, And it is a mythology episode. um, Two-parter. So you can bet that the next two episodes are going to be pretty dense.
0: Awesome. In terms of material. Yeah. Hell yeah.
1: Later, everyone. Later. Later.